remember, I'm going to talk about how I'm feeling on this episode about feelings. Have you seen the Dan Olson video on Doug Walker's The Room? Yes. He has the bit where he says, Doug wants to make art, but he's a fundamentally uncurious person whose ideas only go as far as, what if Batman meant Mario? And I went, wow, that's the most succinct takedown of a artistic person who can't make art I've ever heard. And then that line snuck into the crawls of my cerebral cortex, and I've never been able to escape the thought, oh boy, I wonder if that's me. It's never gone away. Similar feeling, I once watched a video by Lady Emily on the many adaptation, no, the AVGN video she did, and they get to the part where they're talking about AVGN's podcast, and she goes, you know that thing where guys just think they're interesting so they make a podcast? It, this is that energy. And in some episodes, they're just talking at each other about topics that the other one hasn't heard of, and that's not good podcasting. And I went, hey, that sounds like our show. And both of those thoughts have just been swirling in my brain, and I can't escape them. So the point is I'm feeling bad. So possibly, over the course of this, I'll feel better through the magic of our friendship. Yeah, podcasts are one of those like uh, remarkable mediums where there's like a a whole social context to the entire medium. Basically, like people say a lot of shit about having podcasts. I'm embarrassed to have a podcast. Like when I bring it up, I'm sheepish about it. Even though I actually I really like this show and I actually do think that we're funny and say good and interesting things. And I and I know people who listen to it, and I am proud of that. Um, but I like, like, I am totally sort of just embarrassed by the, like, having of the podcast prima facto. I, I, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily have a lot that I'm going to be able to say that's going to really recover from the, like, yeah, like, a lot of the time this is just, like, us talking at one another about a thing that the other one doesn't necessarily know about. I think that we're doing it probably better than the Angry Video Game Nerd and his friend has, personally. I believe that, like, that's, like... Part of that is set up in the concept of the show. When you get into it, you understand that, like, one of us has a lot to say about something. And you, like, listen to Devin saying a lot of things about Earthsea. Um, and you understand that Amber Autumn isn't going to be talking as much that episode. But um, uh, you're going to learn something about Earthsea from Devin talking a lot. Um, and then maybe something from the other one asking questions. I don't know. I, I, I also feel kind of complicated about it sometimes. I don't know. It's 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 weird having a podcast, but I I think I think it's a good I think it's a good podcast. I think it's a, I mean you're listening to it right now, dear listener. So I, I, presumably you also have some sort of connection to it. Um, thank you for being our friend. It is magic. Hey, speaking of that, hi everybody, welcome to the podcast. If you didn't already know, this is original podcast. Do not steal a weekly podcast in which every week Devin and I take your favorite and or least favorite intellectual properties and we make an original character in that property. Uh, and oh boy, are we in for one today? So how much do you have to start with this? Some. Okay, because I, cards on the table, felt really bad about my performance for the <laughs> Dimension 20 episode. <laughs> so I have come prepared with a few fun facts and show notes about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic if you want, or you can start because it's kind of a you episode. I, ha I haven't watched the show in forever. Very important. I want everyone to know before I get into my My Little Pony hot takes. Let me do a little bit and then we'll get into your thing. And then, and then we'll go back to me. How's that sound for a format? It sounds perfect. 
because I so I also haven't watched the show in a while. So okay. So for those of you who are somehow blessedly unaware, My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic is a uh, a children's animated television show. Um, the what fourth, fifth uh, in the My Little Pony line? It's Gen Four. Gen Four of the the My Little Pony franchise as a whole. Um, I don't know enough about the franchise as a whole. Um, because I was one of many people who only knows the new show because the new show, Gen 4, um, became a meme. Um, it came out, and then there was this whole big wave of, like, 4chaners getting really, like, ironically into it. Um, despite it being, like, a sweet, fun show made for little girls. Um, and then that evolved into it being this huge internet meme slash big fandom amongst like people who are not necessarily a part of the target audience right bronies as a meme. everybody knows this already everybody knows what a brony is you've all seen the jenny nicholson video you've all lived through it everybody's aware of what a brony is um and yeah this was all happening when i was in like high school um for a frame of reference i had a little fluttershy uh keychain attached to my backpack i don't know that it was like like, listen, you are aware of the show. You know that I have a huge and important relationship with media in general um, and that I have, like, 100,000 franchises that are meaningful to me in some way. And I definitely wouldn't say that My Little Pony was ever the top of the stack. But I definitely watched, like, three seasons of that show and had, like, a little bit of merch for it. Um, however, no one has ever made an original character in that franchise before. So we're excited to be the first ones to ever do that. The first and only news podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't watch all of the show. I watched enough of the show and have enough of a connection to the cultural, you know, zeitgeist to have some aware, have enough awareness to make an original character in it. I definitely am not like the pony expert in the world, so if I say some shit that's wrong in this, uh, don't be mad at me. Um, I am gonna trust that you don't actually need an encyclopedic knowledge of the lore of My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic to make a pony OC. <laughs> Everybody cool with that? I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Everybody cool with that? We're going to be good? Cool. Someone call the lore master. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, with all that said, we apparently have some fun facts arranged for you here. Hi. Hello, everyone. It's me, Prince Devin, and I'm here with some fun facts about Lauren Faust, the creator of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, who was only on for the first two seasons. Here's the Here's just the fun fact, regardless of anything. So... Rainbow Dash was originally going to be Firefly, a Gen 1 pony, but there was a legal dispute with Amber, can you guess? Has bro? Joss Whedon. Oh my god, I could not guess. What? <laughs> Joss Whedon. <laughs> because Joss Whedon. No, was I, it's not that I didn't hear you. It's just like in a more abstract sense. What? <laughs> because Joss Whedon owns owns Firefly, and so Hasbro couldn't Make a toy named Firefly and sell it if Joss oh Whedon owns it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the same reason. He owns, like, the word Firefly in media? <laughs> it's the same reason, like, G.I. It's a very Hasbro problem to have, because this is why Transformers and G.I. Joe names change all the time, because, like, you can't have a character just named Rock and Roll. <laughs> But yeah, the reason Rainbow Dash is Rainbow Dash is because of a legal dispute with Joss Whedon. I, like, you, it doesn't communicate over audio the extent to which my jaw is hanging open right now. 
Can't wait till that Firefly episode, huh? Oh, that'll be fun. I'm I'm silent laughing real hard, audience, and I want you all to know that. Lauren Faust, who has a wonderful storied history in animation, essentially all of the jobs you would need to break into the field, storyboarding, character animation, directing, everything, right? She was the lead character. She was the character animator for Sawyer from Cats Don't Dance, and oh, wonderful. Can't wait to cover that one day, but if you want a class... Just a full-on class of character animation. Please watch Cats Don't Dance. Every character is breaming with life every second they're animated. It's wonderful. She also worked on The Iron Giant, Dexter's Lab, oh Powerpuff God. Girls. And, importantly for this show, she did some work on Quest for Camelot. Hey, we did an episode on that. You can click the link that's just popped up on the screen right now on the YouTube video that you are watching. Which means Lauren Faust is functionally an alumni of our podcast. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Uh, welcome back. Special guest Lauren Faust here today. <laughs> she's not going to say anything, though. We have her in, we have her in the booth, um, but she's, she's, she's reading a book right now. We didn't get her a mic. We only got her headphones. Our budget got really slashed. <laughs> Man, this podcast used to be something, huh? <laughs> People on the subreddit talking about the golden age of original podcasts do not steal. <laughs> but she got the job because she tried to pitch the show Milky Way and the Galaxy Girls to the hub. Yeah, the hub's the one. And it unfortunately is a project that has never gotten off. And the most that's happened is in 2021, there was like a big mild fan resurgence because the fans just found these designs and went nuts with them and that went back to lauren but i think it is a dream that has been given up because the website doesn't even exist anymore but a lot of what becomes my little pony friendship is magic directly comes from lauren being a fan of my little pony and going back to mm -hmm. the lore she made and characterization she had for just mm -hmm. the toys she had as a kid and i think that's just absurdly wonderful it's so special. Yeah, and so those are my little fun facts came prepared with some fun show notes because I felt bad about my performance in the last <laughs> episode. Devin, you did fine, probably, I assume. I mean, I, I assume the people who really know and love the show are going to have some things to say one way or the other, but um, I, My Little Pony really is a delight. It's a, it's a fun, charming show. Um, and it is, uh, a show that no one has ever made it. It's really interesting that, it's, that no one's ever made an OC in that show before, because it is really well suited to it. It's sort of surprising it took us this long because, um, it's such a good show for making OCs in, um, because all of the ponies have such a similar visual design. Like it's animated in Adobe Flash. And so, so much of the work of creating different character designs is just recoloring the same models and giving them a slightly different hairstyle and a different cutie mark, which we're going to talk about what a cutie mark is at some point in this process, assuredly. Um, and then you like have a character. Um, and so I'm abandoning the bit. It's a, it's a really popular fan. It was a really popular franchise to make OCs in for a really long time to the point where like a lot of the characters in the show kind of got OC-ified, like a lot of background extras. DJ Pwned 3, baby. Derpy Hooves, where you at? It's, it's sort of on the level of like Sonic the Hedgehog, where if you, you can just like it's like there's that meme where you can type your name, the hedgehog, and somebody will have done fan art of themselves as a hedgehog. You can kind of do the same thing with ponies. Um, and we're not going to make ourselves as ponies. We've done that in a couple of episodes. Um, and that's not what this one is. We are going to make an original pony. But um, 
Devin, I, I am curious about how much of the show did you watch? I know it's been a few years, but what it, what it, what it, what it was, uh, tell me about you in the show a little bit. So the original cold open I had before I started getting the sads was My Little Pony is the fandom I felt the most engaged in. <laughs> wow. Shit. Like full on forum experience. Here's how much it was in what's the year before sophomore year. I had a computer class that I could just go. I went to artoftrolling.com and I went to the brony section every day and I scrolled through it and I got all the dopest memes. And I remember very specifically there was the rage comic where it was Le Dude looking at screen, reading digital stories about other bronies finding each other in real life, cut back to Le Dude, and he's flipping the desk and he's going, Why isn't it me? And then one day at gym, I wore my brony shirt and some other kid walked up to me and was like, Hey, you like My Little Pony? And I was like, Yeah, do you like My Little Pony? And he's like, I do. Do you want to talk about it? And then we started talking about My Little Pony. And I brought up that Rage comic. And I was like, we did it. We found each other. We're Pony fans. That's, this is, that's such a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic story to have in this podcast. Like, truly, that, that just, like, feels so true to what that fan base was like in the, Slightly embarrassing, but also slightly sweet side of things. I enjoy My Little Pony quite a bit. It's a thing I haven't gone back to in a while, but it's it's a it's a quality show. Like it does fundamentals in a good way. It's a joy to watch. Every episode will have a song that is good. The episodes are truly character driven. The plot is being driven by characters actively making decisions that gel with their personality. I think there's a strong point in not having Twilight Sparkle be antisocial because she's like angsty or a bully kid. It's just she's very goal-oriented and driven and has become a recluse. It's a relatable thing that doesn't feel like forced in a way. And the only thing the main six have in common at the beginning of the show where now they have one good friend in, in Twilight, and so hijinks and personalities must now clash over the course of season one, so it feels super earned when they say friendship is magic come end of season two because you've watched them all grow organically. It's, it's a good show. <laughs> it's, it's a good show, and I like it. It's a good it. show. I have so many memories of, like, being a big Macintosh fan. <laughs> Oh man! Really? I I fucking love Big Mac. Really, Big Mac? I love Big Mac. <laughs> the episode, the only episode he gets is the one where he just says really embarrassing pet names because they put him under a love charm. It's so fucking stupid. Shout out to the Cutie Mark Crusaders. You guys have some of my favorite side episodes. I didn't know this was going to happen when I pitched this episode, so I'm really delighted that it is happening. Uh, what, what did you think was going to happen when you pitched My Little Pony? I don't really know. I kind of thought it was going to be a shorter episode. Um, we were just going to, like, introduce the concept of it, go over the main characters, and come up with, like, a really... Like, a pretty... Like, it's going to be a pretty simple archetypal character, right? And then you give him a cutie mark and a fun fact, and then you have an episode. Um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be funny... Um, I thought people were going to have things to say about My Little Pony, and I thought maybe we would discover things, but I 
I don't think I was quite aware of your level of attachment there. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's lovely. I'm, I'm, I'm quite attached to the, to the show about the talking ponies made for tiny girls. That's fucking right. Winter wrap up is a bop, and if you put it on at a party, um, the only reason that I won't sing along with it is that I will not be there at the party because I don't like parties or going to them, which you might be able to guess from uh, the fact that I am currently on a podcast where we're making uh, My Little Pony OC. Next party I go to, I have to find a way to get on the onks cord and play winter wrap up. Yeah. Now, fuck that. I'm, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, uh, next time good luck next time i go to the arena i'm looking at the dj and i'm going hey bro play smile smile by pinky <laughs> no, play play the discord fan track <laughs> oh my god the fucking the living tombstone one yeah just any of the bronies are really into dubstep there's a lot of dubstep music in the community uh, find that one guy who's like an opera singer who happened to be a fan of My Little Pony and did a bunch of baller-ass covers and play this in this fucking club. Okay, so the main six, in case you're not aware, there's six main characters in the show. Um, you have Twilight Sparkle, who is a kind of a, a very Amber Autumn IRL sort of a character. Um, she's ostensibly... Like, she's, she's the protagonist of season one, and then after that, they all sort of get a more egalitarian share of the show. But she is the academic type. Um, she's very goal-oriented and um, uh, a little bit of a Harry Potter boring protagonist problem for that first section. But she is, um, I, think, I think the way that Devin put it, a little, a little antisocial by virtue of... Um, yeah, being very goal-oriented and being very organized in type A. That's that's Twilight Sparkle. Uh, Pinkie Pie, who is the fun-loving uh, party girl pony um, who just wants to bake cupcakes and have a good time and see everybody happy. You have Rarity, who is very much like the rich girl archetype, but without being mean. Like, she's very into fashion and she's very, like, has that haughty air around her, haughty H-A-U-G-H-T-I-E, but not in a way where she's a dick about it, which is like an, an, an unusual combination to have. There's uh, Rainbow Dash, the gay one, who's like the hot-headed butch one who wants to do sports, the, the, the sporty one. Um, you have Fluttershy, who is like really, really soft-spoken and loves animals and is timid and sweet and cute. Um, and then you have Applejack, who is also there as well. well oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, this is my classic, like, oh, I'm getting lost. On You're this. into the Apple family, huh? But, yeah, I am. But this is my classic, like, I'm, I'm lost on his name. Who is your first companion in KOTOR? Oh, that fucking uh, Karth, the guy, Karth Onassi. Um, Karth, maybe. Yeah, it's it's like an Arth something. Yeah, this is me being a fan of like people in the universe who are just guys who are just like the salt <laughs> of the earth. The world would not run without my labor. I I love a salt of the earth character. It's just a guy. I, my my favorite Applejack episode is the one where she writes back to Princess Celestia and she just goes, "I didn't learn anything. I was right." I the didn't whole learn anything. Time. 
She's she's a hard-working, very little-nonsense pony who owns a farm and wakes up at the crack of dawn and doesn't go to bed until everything on this farm here is done. I don't, I don't tell you what. Okay, so here's the part that we always have to do whenever we talk about My Little Pony. We're going to make a character soon, I promise, every pony. Um, but first, we do have to do our rankings of the main six. It's spelled M-A-N-E, by the way. Best to worst... Um, six being your least favorite, one being your most favorite. Ooh, oh, Rank them. Oh, boy. Go. Are we, are we doing this collaboratively, or am I just doing it off the dome? No, you're doing yours, and then I'm doing mine, and we're going to fight about it afterwards. Okay, worst pony. I'm sorry, Twilight. You're, you're, you're my least favorite. Yeah, Amber, Amber nailed it when you said that Harry Potter thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in so long. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> God, uh, 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 oh, oh, God damn it. I, <laughs> I'm realizing now I like them all more than Twilight, so it's becoming difficult. I'm having a great time. Um, oh, God damn it. Who's, uh, f- <laughs> it's only six. Why is this so hard? <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Fluttershy. I, I love you, but you're, you're a little boring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect this to be as much of a stumper as it is. Oh, it really is. Uh, R- Rainbow Dash. Yeah, okay, yeah, my top three are Applejack, uh, Pinkie Pie, and Rarity. I feel good about that. Uh, uh, Applejack, Rarity, Pinkie Pie. Great. I'm uh, kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> for, for which one? <laughs> for all of them. It's actually amazing how much our lists are like, almost reverse order to each other <laughs> i here's the thing i didn't know what we were going to talk about this episode i had a strong feeling we'd have contentions about pinkie pie because i remember us having arguments about pinkie pie back in high school yeah yeah, yeah. so okay so my my number one is fluttershy i can't say enough kind things about fluttershy she's just sweet and good and one time she gets really, really mad and she wants to, so she goes to kick a vase over and she's like, it's like of this big moment where it's like, oh my God, she's about to let it out. She's been tiny and docile this whole time. And then she kicks it and it like wobbles a little bit and then doesn't even fall over. And everybody's like, wow, you did a good job, Fluttershy. Um, I love her. Would do anything for Fluttershy. Number one. Number two, Twilight Sparkle. I'm not antisocial, but I see a lot of myself in her in terms of her ability to do projects. And um, I just like her a lot. I know she's a little bit boring, and I'm okay with that. Number three is Rainbow Dash. Uh, Rainbow Dash is a lot of fun. And, of course, the gay one. Um, Number four is Rarity. Rarity's fine. She's fine. Number five is Applejack, who is there and fine. And number six is Pinkie Pie, who I can't fucking stand. I think she's so annoying. I don't like her at all. How do we really have opposite lists? It's amazing. It's almost exactly reverse. That's incredible. It's. (laughs) How did we do that? (laughs) Oh, it's a good thing. It was just you go, I go, because that would have been impossible to resolve if we tried to do this in a tier list collaboratively. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, 
I feel like we've gotten enough of the little side banter out of the way now that we can make a little pony OC in the world. Okay. Let's let's talk about classifications of ponies because there are earth ponies, you know, your salt of the earth, your farm workers, your your mm-hmm. toads in the mushroom kingdom. Mm-hmm. There are your unicorns who have magic, your rarities and your twilight sparkles, little higher echelons. And then there are you your Pegasus, your Rainbow Dash, your Fluttershy. And then there are the Pegacorns, who are the true royalty, the big bad nobility. I'm pretty sure Twilight Sparkle ends the series becoming a Pegacorn. It doesn't even take her long enough to be the series. I think it's like the series, like, three or four finale. She does that. Spoilers for My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And then there are various villain factions. We, we could also make a... Ah, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a revisit episode. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Where we, where we talk about villains and we make a villain pony. Yeah, we could just do like a random townsperson, I think, is probably yeah, the way a, to start a, here. A member of Ponyville. Oh, did we talk about cutie marks yet? So a cutie mark is a little symbol that appears on your flank and it appears kind of once you've found your life's purpose and it tells you who you are and what you're meant to do and finding it is a very important thing. It's this sign of maturity and growing up and that's why the cutie mark crusaders are on such a crusade to find their cutie mark. And God, I wish I got old enough and one day I got a tramp stamp on my butt cheek and it told me what the fuck I'm supposed to do with my life because I don't Mm -hmm. know what a comfort Mm -hmm. that would be. (laughs) Hey, remember Soul 2021, 2020? Oh, yeah. Actually, a lot in common there now that I'm thinking about it, but with like a more sophisticated take on what it would be like to actually have those as a part of your world. Anyway, My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Some of the some of the random like townspeople who exist in town, um, you know, most of them don't actually get a lot of screen time, but there are people who show up for episode one-offs and then they're like fan favorite community members who like are recurring characters who don't actually get a lot to do during the show, but become meaningful in fan spaces. And I think that's the kind of Ponyville member that I would be interested in creating. So that's like Dr. Hooves is the doctor from Dr. Who, but in uh, as a pony. Um, there's a character who is a DJ. There's a character named Derpy Hooves who has eyes who go in slightly different directions because... The internet. It's stupid. I honestly think the internet is stupid in 2013 or whatever is maybe a good starting point for us here. Like, we could do a rage comic pony, you know? Lay pony. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the pony's name is Lay. Oh God! Before before we go down this wonderfully stupid path, we haven't talked about Spike at all. Spike is right. the one friend Twilight Sparkle has before the start of the series. He's a dragon. He's a throwback to Gen One. Spike, the purple dragon. Most of what I remember him doing was having a crush on Rarity and not wanting to be treated like a baby. Just in case there were any spike cards in the podcast or upset we didn't bring him up, we just talked about him. Mm-hmm. For, for the record, when we say dragon, to be clear, we don't mean like dragon dragon. We mean like like baby dragon, like lizard. We mean lizard. Like Chomper from Land Before Time. Yeah. Who's going to have friends for dinner. Genius. Genius song. Fucking love it.
every time. Chuckle when I think about it. He's going to have friends for dinner. You want to do a Land Before Time episode, buddy? Oh, no. <laughs> this episode is just teasing future episodes. Fan favorite episode. So let, let, <laughs> I'm going to say it with a straight face. So, Lay Pony. <laughs> An idea too stupid not to do. The tagline of the podcast, everybody. Tagline of the podcast. How do we make them a send-up of Rage Comics? Well, you you take all the fan-favorite Rage Comics, like Defook Face and Forever Alone and Flip Table, and occasionally in the background there's just a pony <laughs> making the confused <laughs> Jackie Chan face. Or just, like, approximating it as best you can in Flash animation. <laughs> You know, flipping like flipping the table is one you could really do. Eating the cereal, cereal eating guy. <laughs> you could totally have the pony doing that one. Oh. And then man. like spitting out the cereal when something significant happens. This is so This is so you had to have been there. Because <laughs> just being like Jackie Chan confused face and like the the one that's the fucking basketball player laughing funny. Like if, if, if you didn't experience Rage Comics when Cracked was a website, you're like, you're going like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? This is nonsense. I don't believe that anyone listening to this right now doesn't know, like, like the Leo DiCaprio walking down, <laughs> like, swaggering down the street <laughs> image. You know? Oh, the fucking memories of fucking hours spent on artoftrolling.com. Like, you're aware of Rage Comics. Everybody listening is aware of Rage Comics. I don't believe otherwise. Even if you weren't there for them. In the same way that I'm aware of I Can Has Cheeseburger, even though it was before my time. I'm gonna ask every member of my family if they know what a goddamn Rage Comic is. Oh, I was thinking about Zoomers. You were thinking about people who are too old for Rage Comics. Okay, well, they also don't know what My Little Pony is, so... Uh, I was thinking of a mix of both, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Phoebe, do you know what a Rage Comic is? <laughs> They're the predecessors to Wojaks. Oh, my favorite Rage Comic is the... <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> Image of something strangely sexual. The fuck face flips table, but when they flip the table, it's revealed they have a huge boner. <laughs> so I, I I don't think we can have the character like fully making the like the de fuck face. We can have the character like like making that body expression and go like de buck, right? In that way that the ponies do, you know? Yeah. I just the the one where like, the, like I don't remember what it was called specifically but when you have like the 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 hands meeting in the middle kind of over the mouth like squinting eyes looking serious I just want a pony doing that oh this is the most insightful character we've had since Bunt Jackson <laughs> is my little pony what are you looking for out of me God fucking damn it. <laughs> um, 
Lay Pony, presumably predominantly white design with like some red accents, like the hair maybe is red, because red's like the main other color that gets used in Rage comics other than black and white. Right? Am I crazy about that? It is red, right? Like Yeah, the the red would show up. Red was the other color that would show up in Rage Comics. Here's my question to make this episode not just us remembering fucking shitty memes. But you said it's a background pony, so we don't have to give him a big personality or an episode or anything. So is it that this is a pony that the creators made because they're aware of brony culture and they thought it would be fun? Or is this a character who became the way they are because of the fan space? Ooh, that's a good question. My mind originally went to the first one. I kind of think I like the second one better. So it's like a it's like a character who just like gets introduced into the background and then the fans decide this is Lay Pony now and then the animators start giving them little rage comic expressions on purpose. Um and then I think probably we do that character does get like a, we give them an episode that they get in like the later seasons where the the, the creators do actually make the character like the center of one episode just to make this episode better. So what do you think is the thing that the fans latch on and go, ah, this pony is, is rage comics. Cause I don't want it to just be the fans decided one day. I, <laughs> I would like a little more than that. Right. I wonder, I'm thinking about their cutie mark right now because like, you can't just make the cutie mark a rage comic. It has to be something that would feasibly be in the show but that the fans would then see and go, oh, this character is a rage comic. Like, the character happens to do the the serial and then spitting out gag. Because that's a that's a gag that, like, pre-exists and exists outside of rage comics, right? Yeah, that's and just so you have, a like, spit take. The character just does that with a bowl of cereal, and their cutie mark, like, happens to be like a series of comic square or like squares that could be interpreted as comic panels or or like a computer mouse or something like that and the fans take those two things together go for it the cutie mark is a square with the four lines right and it's they're a window maker and they will appear within the four lines that kind of look like a comic layout a lot of the time they're like look Lay Pony exists within comic panels, and they did the spit take. Clearly, is a reference to Lay Pony. Yeah, and then, um, and then you get like the actual episode where the the creators are like, or or even outside of that episode, the creators start the 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 showrunners start to lean into it and start putting them intentionally in, just in windows, like like intentionally recreating. They have they they do loss. They they like like that's the that's the moment when you're like oh, this sh- this show is over. It's all just fan service stuff. Is when they have lay pony, um, imitate loss in a window. <laughs> What's their one episode about? I'm thinking about windows and reflections, and then friendship. I think. It would be something where the way Lay Pony is seen by everyone isn't how Lay Pony feels inside and doesn't know how to express that. And then one of the more 
what's it opposite of an introvert extrovert ponies can kind of help them along to embrace who they are like lay ponies doesn't like that the whole town thinks that they're a meme or not exactly that but metacontextually it's that and they want to be their own thing but they don't know how and then probably honestly i think rarity i think rarity oh really okay i was gonna say pinkie pie but rarity makes sense yeah i was also thinking pinkie pie but like pinkie pie pinkie pie is very abrasive um in a way i don't think would be helpful for (laughs) lay pony i i do think this would be more of a rarity because rarity's gonna tell you how to shine and be comfortable in your own skin the dress isn't isn't just what Rarity wants to make. It's to accentuate all of everything that you have naturally. The dress just enhances it. Shout out to the epic remix of Art of the Dress. Fucking humbanger. So if if it's meta if it's meta contextually about being like a a, a meme figure, then textually it's about windows, right? It's about um, uh, this character being all about windows and windows being the thing that they do and characters keep like asking for their help with windows or, or, um, okay, wait a minute. I have an idea. Yeah. When I think windows and uh, a character who makes them, cause that could be potentially boring. What if it's like stained glass, like church window art? I was also thinking stained glass. Yeah, they make that, but most people just want... They want the same thing. Do the thing again, meme pony. Just make the window that goes in my house. And so she's, she keeps it in the closet, in the back room. And then Rarity is the one who discovers this hidden talent, this wonderful art that Lay Pony can make, and is the one who is able to encourage and maybe gets like... Is like, oh, I'm going to have a fashion show everyone in town's gonna be there lay pony would you like to help me set it up i could use one of your mirrors and then it's like spike switch out one of the boring mirrors for one of the murals surprise it wasn't a fashion show at all it was an excuse to show off your art to the town so now they can understand that you're more than just the meme you get to do like the 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 second act thing where um in like rarity's encouraging this the lay pony to introduce her stained glass to the world and lay pony starts like putting stained glass in windows where it's actually really inconvenient and people do need their regular windows and then that gets people upset and then lay pony wants to retreat again and it's not until rarity gets to put on this show and and demonstrate the the art in its proper context that people understand the way that it the, the way that it's beautiful yeah yeah I'm, I don't want to say upset, but upset how much sense it makes for Rarity to be the one to help this pony we've created. It's absolutely Rarity. You're, you're so right. I fucking nailed it. Shout out to you, Rarity. You nailed it. You're in my top three for a reason. All right. I feel up to doing some fun facts about this pony. Yeah, that feels like as much of a character as we need for a background. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What are we gonna fucking? Uh, what are we? What are we fucking titling this episode? Like, Lay Pony the fucking Rage Comic Pony? No, it's Lay Pony the Window Maker. It's Lay Pony the Window Maker, and the Rage Comic thing is gonna be a surprise to everybody. You're gonna discover that the same time we do. Uh, have fun with that one, audience. You already did. At this point of the fun, you've already had fun 
in your timeline uh, unless with they that did. one. Unless they had a terrible time listening to us chuckle about Rage Comics. <laughs> Alright, here's my fun fact. On fanfic.net, after the rarity Lay Pony episode comes out, someone makes this just magnum opus fanfic about the blossoming romance that eventually leads to like a happy, fulfilling, successful marriage about Rarity and Lay Pony, and it is just this tome of fan fiction that becomes sacred amongst the community. My fun fact is that in Lay Pony's first appearance originally, she is a like a regular pony. And then in uh, future appearances, um, because she's a minor background character at this point and no one has noticed, um, in future appearances, she's a unicorn. Um, and nobody really bothered to check on it because it was such a minor continuity problem. But then as soon as she became like a meme comic, a meme character, the whole fan community picked up on the one weird little continuity error um, and decided that they were uh, siblings. Trans. There's also the trans reading that existed the second that you talked about uh, themes of feeling different than she was perceived by society. Um, but I think that's a little bit beyond what the community would do. I think that definitely a couple of people would, would say that. and But the, 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 the prevailing community consensus is, uh, is, is siblings. Secret, secret sister that never gets brought up again. Well, that was a fucking stupid episode. <laughs> I hope everyone had a good time. Hopefully you learned some things. There's more. Before we go, we have to do a little bit of parasocial bonding where we ask our question of the episode. Um, and Devin, my question for you today uh, is what's your uh, perfect sandwich? That I would make or that I would order? That you would eat or, yeah, order, I guess. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, if I go to Subway, I get rotisserie chicken, lettuce, tomato, onion, extra jalapenos, one squirt of creamy sriracha, and depending on how hungry I am, I will also get steak and cheese on flatbread. Uh, The cheese will be Kobe Jack and heavy heavy jalapenos, heavy onions. Damn, that sounds so good. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's my go-to order at Subway. I, I fucking, I love a torta, man. A shit, a shit is good. It's hard to fuck one up, so they're just quality. What I would make at home for a sandwich would be really fucking boring. Just like lunch meats, hot sauce, spinach, some kind of multi-grain bread. Yeah, that's my answer. What about you? That's wonderful. That's great. That's a great answer. Um, uh, so Ike's is the, the local sandwich chain around here that like does a lot of really good vegetarian sandwich stuff. Um, uh, they're great. And my go-to there is the Pilgrim, which is like vegetarian turkey slices, um, Havarti cheese, cranberry sauce, and sriracha. Um, and like also lettuce on wheat. Um, at Subway, if it's a, if it's a meat day, um, I love that spicy Italian, the fucking, the pepperoni, and the salami and the pepper jack cheese. Uh, give me some jalapenos on that, some mayo. Fuck me up. And that, everyone, was an ad read for Subway. Oh my Subway. god, I'm so hungry now. Shit. Have Sorry, it your everybody. Way, eat fresh. I don't <laughs> specifically remember for this ad read. <laughs> oh, I hope they pay us. 
They should reach out and pay us. They don't need to. They could get away without doing it. It would not be financially profitable. But what if they did? Anyway. The last time I ate at Subway was during the... (laughs) The fucking local... Not even the fucking R bar. Just like a gay coffee shop was doing an all-ages drag show and fucking Proud Boys came out. And the last time I used Subway was I had to buy some chips to use the bathroom. And I offered... I offered the chips to some of the shitheads across the way. None of them took it. I will say this to down our, to make it less of an ad read. Um, Subway's uh, vegetarian patties are bad. If you're a vegetarian, not an ideal place to eat IMO. I don't like their vegetarian patty. That's my hot take of the day. Hot take on, uh, fuck, I don't Subway, um... You see, if this was a successful ad read and Subway was happy, we'd have accomplished my goal of monetizing <laughs> our friendship, but we didn't. So it's forever the quest I still have. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this week's episode of Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Please join us for next week's episode also of Original Podcast Do Not Steal when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead... Um, we have week two of our three-part episode about uh, that one show that Devin likes. And this time we cover the unsleeping city. Get ready for urban fantasy, everybody. All right, cool. Well, that episode happened. Uh, bye, everypony. We'll be featuring our friend Reggie. Bye, everypony. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>